Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for up to half the cost. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular's single line 1, 5, and 10 gig data plans with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest cost single line postpaid unlimited talk text and data plans offered by T-Mobile and Verizon January 2024. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. You know how great your house looks and smells when it's just been cleaned? So fresh. And somehow, a clean house makes your head feel fresher too. With a housekeeper from Care, you can reset your house and your head as often as you like for less than you think. Find a great housekeeper, set a schedule that works for you, and check cleaning off your to-do list so you can put your mind to other, more fun things. Get the housekeeping help you need at care.com. Can we not talk about my body? It's not like I haven't heard that one before, but it's my body of work. Get real. You can't touch me. If you want to go down that road, how about we both go backstage, we both piss in a couple of cups, and we'll see who's natural and who's not. Oh, you don't want to do that? It got really real on Dynamite. All right, let's go. Welcome to the Wrestle Chat Podcast. My name is the Ant Man. I'm your host every week here on the show and joined once again. Back for another round, a staple on the Man Child Chronicles, where they'll be coming soon to YouTube as well. More on that here in just a bit. Welcome, Michael Glavin. How are you, sir? I am doing fantastic. Lots to talk about this week. Lots oh, yeah. of really, uh, not gr- necessarily groundbreaking, but some earth movement happening. So I'm, I'm excited to talk about it. Well, and also this, while not a full-blown wrestling program, but for sure wrestling-related, word just got announced this past week that NBC has canceled Young Rock after three seasons. Did you ever have a chance to watch any of Young Rock? I didn't. Uh, I chose not to because knowing the way that Dwayne Johnson is concerned with his image. I imagine that (laughs) it was a mixture of reality and the way he wished those situations would have gone. And so so. uh, I never dove in, but three seasons on, on network television is nothing to shake a stick at. No, you're right. If you get a chance to watch some of them there, they did a really good job of matching up actors Mm -hmm. to who they were playing. Uh, a couple of them. Uh, Macho Man was really, really good. Um, it, who's the... Um, I was trying to think who the guy was. Did you... Uh, uh, this Is Us. One of the guys from This Is Us plays Hillbilly Jim. And it, oh, it just matched perfect. Yeah, it, was, hmm. it seems like a weird, a weird combo. Coming up on August 5th, WWE is rolling into Ford Field for SummerSlam. And we want to hook you up with two tickets. Here, check this out. 
WWE's biggest premium live event of the summer is rolling into Detroit's Ford Field. It's the 2023 Summer Slam, and the WrestleChat Podcast wants to hook you up with two tickets on the lower level. Simply sign up before July 1st for your chance to win. Head over to WrestleChatPodcast.com slash summer to get signed up today. Make sure you get over to WrestleChatPodcast.com slash summer and get signed up before July 1st. That road to SummerSlam takes a detour over to London, England for Money in the Bank coming up on July 1st from the O2 Arena. And two more ladies were added to the women's ladder match on Raw this week. Those two have become rivals as of late. Becky Lynch and newcomer Zoe Stark, they join Zelina Vega here on Raw. If you have to pick from those three ladies right now, who would it be, and is the reason you wouldn't pick Zelina is because she's so short that she would have a slimmer chance of reaching the briefcase? Uh, that is part of it. They would have to mm-hmm. have. If you remember years ago, uh, the Big Show was in a Money in the Bank ladder match, and they had to build a special ladder for they the did. Big Show. That's uh, right. And and uh, for Zelina, I don't know if they put multiple ladders on top of each other. I don't know if we go full <laughs> Jeff Hardy and pull out the 65-foot ladder or uh, whatever we do, but... Probably not Zelina. Um, You you know, I'm going to, you know, while we don't know who's going to round out the match yet, I would not mind seeing Zoe Stark uh, take it. It's probably a little early in her career, especially with her being a heater for Trish, but uh, there's a lot of potential there, and she's doing a lot of things right in a very short period of time, so I would love to see her uh, with a little bit of steam behind her. Well, I have a feeling, though, that the feud between Zoe and Becky could cancel each of those ladies out in this match. Yep. Uh, two more were added on SmackDown, which we'll get to coming up here shortly. Let's move over to Cody joining Mike. I mean, uh, the Miz for Miz TV. It was nice seeing Cody uh, drop the mic in there. Uh, I-, I don't know if you noticed, but it looked like Miz was channeling his inner Usi Sami Zayn with his dance moves during Cody's music, so much so it even got a comment from Corey Graves during this episode. But what a surprise to see Dom Dom and Mommy as a surprise guest from The Miz. Mm-hmm. Cody looked as confused as as we were. Why is Dom the special guest on here? Why is he out here? And we quickly found out Dom brought up Cody, brought up to Cody, don't you have a little girl? You should be home with her, but instead you're here. And just like Ray, you're a deadbeat dad. Cody's response was just classic, poking fun of Dom's 15 minutes in prison and how Dominic's prison tattoo is worse than the one Cody has on his (laughs) neck. Uh, But the line that pushed it over the top, I think, I know Ray's made some mistakes, and I know that because I'm looking at one. Wow. And then Dom, of course, got the slap and run. What do you think about this entire interaction on Miz TV? It it was really, really great. And uh, look, Here's, here's the thing about what we're dealing with right now in uh, the WWE is that for the first time in potentially a very, very long time, we are actually seeing long-term booking in play. And I will probably Man, reference so this good. multiple times throughout this episode, but seeing uh, all of the interweaving storylines that are going in and out of each other, not that... These are uh, what we're not seeing is these hardcore, concreted, linear storylines. We're seeing these characters weave in and out of each other's lanes as it should be. You know, it, for a while, wrestling was treated as if 
these people only ever saw each other on this side of the LED wall. But you always you always ask that question like they weren't they both in gorilla together yeah, just now? Exactly. Like, <laughs> what, what happens the other six days of the week? Exactly. And so what we're seeing now is a is a more well-rounded story. So to see somebody with nuclear heat like Dominic Mysterio has to come out and just kick some dirt around and, and to see someone in Cody's position be able to retaliate and, and, and talk some smack and things like that. Is it really turning into something long-term story-wise? No, but it was two guys playing their character in front yeah. of us for us to see, and it was done really, really well. The only other part that I'm not sure if you caught it or not that you didn't reference was uh, was Cody dropped uh, some line uh, in regards to, yes, Dom, you've seen hard times indeed, being very, very uh, oh, sly about the way yeah. he said that. So. Definitely a shout out to uh, his dad with that little hard time, hard oh, times, sure. daddy, hard times. Uh, but uh, <laughs> but but yeah, great segment overall. Uh, you know that that is a really good uh, pickup there because uh, that you know I think what is good about this as well is so often we see stories that just it goes back and forth and back and forth. This guy gets a win, that guy gets a win. This guy gets a win, that guy gets a win, and it's just it's like. You come out and you see, well, those two are now uh, facing each other, but it's in a tag team match. It's like, mm-hmm. there's not any, they ring it dry. Mm-hmm. At least this was just out of the blue, but it was also the guy that you, the WWE, and well, us too, I think, in, in a lot of respects, want to see cheered the most, mm-hmm. and the guy who's already getting booed the most. And you put them together. By a lot. So, <laughs> exactly. I love that part. So I'm anxious to see what happens more here, and I hope something more happens with these two. And, and maybe they were just getting getting a little taste test of mm-hmm. what these two might, might have, what kind of chemistry they might have in the ring. And just the fact that... that how chicken Dom is and runs yeah. behind Rhea is just so heelish and so good, man. For, especially so for good, his age. Man. I know we grew up in the business, seeing it, watching it, but doing it is completely different than seeing and watching it. And the way he's performing is just fantastic. Yep. I yep. love it all. Uh, we, we are sad to see the passing of the Iron Sheik this week. A&E had the Iron Sheik biography a couple of months ago, and I know they're doing a special encore coming up on uh, on Sunday, on tomorrow, uh, as we um, as this episode drops. But just a spectacular athlete all around. He wrestled for Iran in the Olympics, really was from Iran. And uh, he escaped to America, was a wrestling coach for an American team, uh, soon got into sports entertainment, and boy, did he leave his mark uh, playing on the political tension with his home country in the late 80s and the early 90s. The Iron Sheik became the most hated heel of his time, so much so that Sergeant Slaughter even said that he feared for Sheik's life Mm -hmm. several, several times. I personally loved his tweets. His tweets were so classic, but something I really remember, and maybe not many will talk about, is the Sheik that I remember as a kid about him was when he was on Hulk Hogan's Rock and Wrestling cartoon. Mm -hmm. Uh, He played the heel there, too, with his plans always being foiled. Any special memory of the Iron Sheik for you, Mike? Um, You you stole a little bit of my thunder with referencing uh, Twitter. Here's the thing. I'm not going to pretend to assume that... Uh, the Iron Sheik's um, passionate relationship with Hulk Hogan uh, is is a work <laughs> or if it's real life. Sure. If, if you had to pin me down, I'd probably say it's pretty real. <laughs> and, 
Uh, Possibly. You know, as much as Hulk Hogan has contributed to the business, um, the dude has done some questionable things and some questionable business practices at certain moments in his life. And the Sheik was not afraid to call it out till the day he moved on from this world. He sure wasn't. Like the day of, I think. Yeah. And, yeah, you're and right. If, if there's one thing that you can count on on Twitter, it was Donald Trump and the Iron Sheik. <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, but if I was to pick, um, you know, obviously a wrestling moment as well, his win over Bob Backlund um, oh, cannot yeah. be missed at yep. all. I mean, Bob Backlund, um, one of the longest title holders in all of wrestling history. And for that win to have happened and for that, uh, for the Iron Sheik to have done that is a huge testament um, to who he was as a person, as a character. And um, so, yeah, that th- those two are probably some of my favorite things about the Iron Sheik. Often seen as a transitional champion when he won uh, that title to move on to Hulk Hogan. But mm-hmm. man, I don't think I've seen a transitional champion leave as big of a mark as the Iron Sheik did. And we'll miss you, Sheiky. It has uh, been interesting to see WWE's inclusion of NXT crossing over superstars, brands, conversations into other shows and really trying hard to elevate that brand once again to where it was before uh, splattered paint colors took over and some other people got in charge. This week, a unique way to call someone up was Braun Breaker challenging the new world champ, uh, not Roman Reigns, I almost said Roman Reigns, uh, but uh, Seth freaking Rollins to a title match. No, not on Raw, on NXT coming up on Tuesday. How cool is that? Dude, long-term storytelling. We are laying seeds that we are now in a true universe of of brands and superstars. And and what we are finally seeing, like, you, you know, you look at the Marvel model when... Thor came out when Captain America came out all what seems like all those years ago now what people didn't realize at the time is that those were previews for movies to come in the Avengers and and we're seeing something so similar right now with these sprinkles of the crossover with Baron Corbin, Mustafa yeah. Ali, and yeah. now Carmelo Hayes and his guys coming in and sitting in on a smackdown and yeah. And Braun Breaker calling out uh, Seth Rollins. Now, hold on. I do have I have the sidebar for one second. Are we going to get sued if we just call him Seth Rollins, or are we legally obligated to have to call him Seth freaking Rollins? Freaking Rollins. I don't, I don't think that's what we're going to get sued for, so go for it. <laughs> but, but, but all of these things are doing a favor to these new guys. New guys in wrestling are hard. Because it's you're, you, you have to get emotionally attached to them. You have sure. to get vested into what they're doing. And you can't... The, the, the days of calling up someone like a John Cena, ruthless aggression stuff, that stuff is one in a million. You yeah. can't always bank on uh, you know somebody succeeding in a do-or-die moment like that. And so what we are seeing is the perfect world of long-term storytelling... And it's just very, very clear that what feels like for the first time ever that uh, that uh, Hunter Hearst Helmsley has got his claws dug into everything that he wants Good. to do. And Good. I feel like we are starting to see the blooming and the blossoming of everything he's been trying to get to for a very, very, very long time. 
Yeah, I'm excited to watch that too. Before we move over to uh, the guys on Wednesday, AEW, last night you, John, Jay, and Ryan dropped a new episode of the Man Child Chronicles. What's up this week with you guys? Well, um, we are now officially promoting that July 7th will be our debut to video. So just under a month away, we are hard at work, uh, you know, in the writer's room that doesn't exist, coming up with some fun content to bring to you guys. Uh, This week, if you guys want to check out episode 72, uh, we played a a fun uh, game of Would You Rather that had a interesting and, and slight uh, dark humor tinge to it uh, at the end of it. Uh, it involved Mountain Dew, and so okay. I'll, I'll let you, uh, I'll let that tease kind of hang out there. But lots of great moments this week. Told some fun stories. Um, definitely don't want to miss episode uh, seventy-two of the Manchild Chronicles podcast. Everywhere that you listen to uh, Russell Chat podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on YouTube uh, in anticipation for July seventh. Yeah, get ready for that. You can just scroll down onto other channels we love. If you're watching this on YouTube right now, scroll down on our channel that says other channels we love and click on the Manchild Chronicles and make sure you hit subscribe. You'll be ready to go on uh, July 7th. I can't wait for that. AEW, this week we witnessed a very raw and real exchange in a matchup I personally was hoping to see sooner rather than later, and that's MJF and Adam Cole, bay. <laughs> Man, the insults cut deep. MJF bringing up Adam's time at NXT saying this I read a nasty rumor online I read that a certain guy in Titan Towers didn't think you had top guy potential and that guy's name was Vince McMahon how do you not see top guy in Adam Cole but now that I'm standing in the ring with you I think Vince was right MJF even made a reference to Adam Cole's body a lot of people have talked about how he doesn't necessarily look like some of the you know, big guys in, in wrestling. And Adam's response, can we not talk about my body? It's not like I haven't heard that one before, but it's my body of work. Get real. You can't touch me. If you want to go down that road, how about we both go backstage, we both piss in a couple of cups, and we'll see who's natural and who's not. Oh, you don't want to do that? It got really real on Dynamite this Wednesday. For the diehard purists, though, the announcement of Brian Danielson versus Okada at Forbidden Door is a once-in-a-lifetime match. I've personally never been big on Japanese wrestling. I know that sounds like, you know, uh, sacrilegious in the in the wrestling world, but I watched a little bit of, of New Japan when JR was calling the replays. Uh, but I've heard Okada's name for a long, long time and how great Okada is. And I know that this match is going to be one that gets talked about for many, many years to come. And for the fact that it's going to be up in Canada, it's going to be an AEW show, Forbidden Door. Uh, man, it's going to be exciting to see what happens there. I know we're going to see highlights afterward. I know that uh, uh, some of you may buy the pay-per-view. You should. Uh, I can tell you that with just two matches on this show... It's worth what it costs. Uh, Another collision announcement this week from Tony uh, was this, once again, a a mixed reactions, though. And it's not because of the match. It's because of who's in it. One week from tonight, AEW Collision comes to TNT. And the main event is Jay White, Juice Robinson, Samoa Joe, all taking on FTR, Big Paws, CM Punk. The reactions... Right, cheers and booze, cheers and booze, cheers and booze. I fear that Punk 
kind of moved from the can't miss guy to being a very polarizing guy. Although I do know that some will pay their money to be there to boo this man. Would you pay your money to boo him now? I I would still pay to to boo him, but here's here's the thing. What we've reached is we're, we're at critical mass on on the topic of CM Punk. I've I've said multiple times I am a CM Punk fan. I loved his body of work in the WWE. He's got a great uh, ring presence about him. Um, I've watched you know however many documentaries exist about him. One, two, three, however many there are. Um, you know, he's got a great story as a human being overcoming a lot of things, but with great, uh, success comes the unfortunate ability to not really care about whether you stick around or not. And so, you know, everybody took his, his belly aching in WWE as probably legitimate, you know, cause there was a lot of politics that went around in WWE. When you start pulling the same stuff and the the same old pipe bombs and the same old finger pointing in a completely new uh, metaphoric arena against people that really don't have a track record except being nice people. (laughs) Yeah. You just, you just, uh, it, it just loses its fun. And so I think on Collision, in what otherwise will be a fantastic match, we are going to see what the next couple years looks like for CM Punk because when he comes out, that response is going to dictate his draw for a good long time. And and what we may see is the you know another two three year hiatus for everything to you know cool down and then he becomes a part timer. But I feel for him because. Not all press is good press. And uh, so I hope he can kind of crawl his way out of this. But, you know, he he also is who he is. So I, I wish him nothing but success. And I want to see him. I want to pay money for him. But he just needs to not stand in his own way. Well, and, and I'll, I'll, uh, I'll counter uh, contradict maybe a little bit of what you said is that I do agree with a lot of that. But. I'm not sure that it's as long as you think that it might be. I think Mm. that, one, his body didn't hold up very well the first time back. He didn't do well in the UFC. He has people that hate him now, and it won't really be episode number one of Collision that does anything for him. It'll be episode number two, when it's Mm. not in his backyard, when it's not in Chicago, when it's in a place that you do get boos and you do get cheers. And maybe sometimes you, and oftentimes, you may get more boos than you do cheers. And and what is that going to look like? And how is that going to dictate the character that we see on TV as well? That part I'm anxious to see. So Mm -hmm. one week from tonight, Collision comes to TNT, and I'm looking forward to that. Uh, I want to remind you again, if you haven't signed up to win the tickets to SummerSlam, that's coming up soon. July 1st is when the contest is cut off because well we've got to draw a winner you got to have time to make your plans to head to Detroit you'll have tickets to the show want to get you signed up right now wrestlechatpodcast.com slash summer wrestlechatpodcast.com slash summer some of you that are watching right now have already signed up some of you are here for the first time because you signed up thank you so much for watching if you haven't signed up yet go do that now on the website 
WrestleChatPodcast.com slash summer. You have until July 1st. Before we get to SummerSlam, we got to head overseas to London's O2 Arena. A few more added to the Money in the Bank ladder matches during the Mustafa Ali Santos match. Money in the Bank favorite at the moment. LA Knight came to ringside to call the match. Huge, huge prop from this crowd. Even a giant, yeah, sign up in the crowd. Everybody had a different letter. How are you feeling about LA Knight? at this point in time and his chances in the Money in the Bank ladder match. Strap the rocket and yes. light the fuse. Please. <laughs> Please. But, but at the same time, he's getting the FaceTime that he so desperately needs and I don't want it to go away, so part of me doesn't want it as quickly as I want it. <laughs> and and so I'm okay with a slow burn with how much we're seeing him, but my God, that guy is just so good. <laughs> Check this tweet out. This is from uh, White Canary 007. Can we have LA Knight on commentary all night, please and thank you. Uh, I, I second this this notion from uh, White Canary 007 because I was right there with you. I, uh, I Anytime you can get a mic in L.A. Knight's hand, I'm right there for it. And Santos Escobar won that match and is added to the men's Money in the Bank ladder match along with L.A. Knight who won last week. On the women's side, both Bailey and Io were added to the women's, joining Becky, Zelina, and Zoe with only one spot left right now. Any guesses? Any guesses on who that final lady spot will end up going to? Well, maybe we could use this as a little bit of a transition point, but I'll say <laughs> begrudgingly and partially not seriously, let's just give it to Charlotte Flair Why since not? she can disappear well, for forever and just walk in the door and get whatever she wants. It, it depends on if she wants it. If she wants it and she comes in and says that she wants it, then she'll have it, right? She she is the Brock Lesnar of the women's division, except we're not excited when she shows up. Like, I'm not trying to be mean. Like, she's she's a good worker. You know, she obviously comes from from great lineage. But man, it's just like she she got to 14 or 15 title reigns, whatever it is, faster yeah. than than I was able to take my daily in the bathroom and so it's just it's just like it doesn't feel earned it doesn't yeah. feel i agree with you on that. It, it 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 was just given too quickly and i hope that we just slow our roll on charlotte flair and uh just let's let's let it breathe for a minute. I just wonder, did, did they put in, listen, in, in the spirit of us keeping things positive on yeah. the show, we really do try, but we, we also want to be be honest. And there are a lot of places and a lot of people who just absolutely dote on her all the time. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of it is because she's Rick's daughter. And even she said before, this is not something she wanted. Yeah. This isn't something she, she strived to be. I just wonder if those in charge we're wondering and we're fearful that we wouldn't want her so they pushed her on us for so long if they would have just let us want her mm -hmm. then maybe it would be a lot more accepted that she comes out we'll, we'll hit that here in just a second but you know i'm right there with you i'm not i'm i don't hate charlotte in fact I, like i've seen her on on uh steve austin's show mm -hmm. and i was like I really like her. I don't know why I hate yep. her so much in the ring. And then yep. she gets in the ring, and I'm like, I just I don't want to see her in that aspect. And her crowd reception like was great. 
It was great. It was great. Well, let's move over to this real quick. AJ Styles was on uh, ringside during uh, Meechan's match, and uh, that's where she lost to Bailey. Following her loss, her loss, Scarlett showed up, and she blew what they called Scarlet Fever Dust in AJ's <laughs> face, making way for Karrion Cross to attack AJ. I'll be honest. I love the surprises and the psychology that Scarlett and Karrion used to pick their new opponents and how they approach these. It's not just a... A, you know, a, a steel pipe to the, the back of the knee or anything mm-hmm. like that. It's very creative. It's out of the blue, and it all fits with their characters and mm-hmm. where they are right now in the WWE. I think it is so incredibly creative. What about you? Yep. So um, you have to have your characters in WWE that are very over the top. Take The yeah. Undertaker. Yes. Br- Bray yeah. Wyatt slash The Fiend. But to Which have, I hope he comes back soon. Yes, absolutely. Um, but to have this very practical approach to a character is also something that you need. Yeah. And so to have someone who has this type of occult character a little bit, but just the fact that it's so practical, okay? It's Scarlet Fever Dust. We're not reading too much into it. We're not telling a big story around it. We're just gonna try to blind some people. That's all yeah. we're doing. And, yeah. and so it's very, very tasteful. As a side note, Tajiri has to be so proud of all the spitting that's happening <laughs> across <laughs> across all of you know between Oscar oh, and and Scarlet now. Yep. Tajiri is just like I am going to be a Hall of Famer if nothing else than the Green Mist. <laughs> <laughs> that's so good, and, and I love it too. I think that it, like I was well, mentioning, I just love how creative they are with it, and it's it's not the same old same, and it doesn't happen when you're expecting it. I had no, I didn't think twice about AJ being at ringside, uh, helping call the match that he was watching in the ring because his his uh, his group member was in the ring, yep. and it, very easily she could have lost. He could have consoled her. They walked to the back into the story. Nobody would have thought anything else. But instead, they chose to help pull another little thread that goes, "Oh, what about this over here?" Yep. And uh, just the fact that they go, it, it's like them just picking. You know yep. what? I'm going to pick who we're going to fight next. And notice, and, she in their face. and notice since the draft, how much wrestling we're getting not on the ramp. Because to your point, true. In in previous months, years, whatever, all of that would have taken place right in front of the right LED there. screen on the way right. back up the ramp. But we are expanding the boundaries of where story can happen, and you know. I, I will I will be quick to give Hunter as much credit as humanly possible. Not that Vince did anything wrong, but uh, but Hunter is expanding the boundaries of where stories can be told, and I'm here all day for it. That's a great point. I love that. Before we finish off with the Bloodline story, let's talk about the women's title. At least one of them. We got a notice midday on Friday that Oscar was getting a new women's title, not a new Raw women's title, and not a new SmackDown women's title, a new women's title. And there was a reason they said that. A few surprises here. One, the title that she got actually says undisputed, meaning, well, Rhea's title effectively becomes meaningless. Mm-hmm. If there were hopes that we're going to be, you know, things were going to be cleared up on SmackDown, boy. We were in for a surprise because it was anything but clarity in this. Bianca wants a shot at it. Charlotte shows up. She wants a shot at it. And to be honest, there's still no clarity. How do you make sense 
of all this mess with the women's titles right now, I feel like that I'm optimistic in this, that it will shake out and we're going to go, oh my gosh, that was great. Mm-hmm. Right now I'm going, somebody just didn't clean up their mess. What happened here? I think this is just a speed bump. I don't, with everything else in the universe going so well, yeah. I cannot in good faith believe this is a dropped ball. Right. I think what this is, is a Band-Aid rip to get us where to where we need to be. So I imagine this is going to get addressed on Monday. Um, I, so I actually, I, I was iffy about uh, Roman's new title with the, the black and the gold, but... The, the same type of blueprint on the white, I was like, ooh. It actually that's, looks good. That, that's, that's pretty nice. Yeah. And so um, I was really happy with the way that shook out. Uh, I'll tell you something. If I'm hopeful of anything, it will be that Rhea is uh, awarded a new Women's World Heavyweight Championship with it. a big gold-esque style belt maybe on white we've seen that from the uh from the aftermarket or belt makers or whatever but to have an Send official straps yeah uh, an official wwe big gold-esque on white whoo, whoo, that would uh that would get my blood going a little bit i can tell it you that right good. now yeah and, and so, it would fit the brands that they're on as well absolutely yeah. um I, i'm so glad to see that we're shifting that direction because you know with with the men's titles we had you know, the WWE Championship and the Universal Championship, but the women's just always felt so watered down with the Raw and SmackDown Women's Championship. It didn't have any prestige to it. So Asuka getting this new uh, title is definitely headed towards something, but unfortunately we're just going to have to kind of sit tight and be patient as we rip the (laughs) Band-Aid to get to where we need to go. Well, from that train wreck to this masterpiece, the story of the bloodline continues to get more and more interesting kicking off smackdown where they left off last week where does jay's loyalty lie is it going to be with his brother jimmy or with the tribal chief unlike the women's title confusion the lack of answers in this bloodline story only actually leave me wanting more and after jay's match with austin theory we were left with even more questions even more questions i i think the thought is the the match at money in the bank it's going to end up being Roman and Solo versus Jimmy and Jay, but I don't want to jump right into that. How do you feel about the way this is going again this week? It's it's just so good. Yeah. And, and here's the interesting thing. Roman has never necessarily been portrayed as evil or manipulative per se, or at least intentionally. But this week was, was yet another layer of the onion where Paul Heyman, on behalf of the tribal chief, starts playing these partially gaslighting, partially manipulative yeah. mind games um, to to see. And here's the thing: I'm just I'm gonna be super real with you right now. I, I can't ever tell the twins apart. Even now, I watched I, I watched the show last night the whole time, and I'm like Jimmy J, Jimmy J, whoever. So whoever. <laughs> Whoever was uh, Paul Heyman was talking to, uh, it's Jay. It was Jay. Uh, Jay has short hair. Jimmy has long hair. Yeah. So Jay all night being told, like, for the first time, hey, man, you could be the next guy. Roman, the tribal chief, he wants you. You can be on the jet. You're the chosen one. You can wear the suit. You're the chosen one. And it adds this not evil but maniacal layer now to the bloodline 
that is just so good. And now you're setting up with tension between all three brothers individually, and then some of the brothers against Roman, and Roman against some of the brothers, and some of the brothers are on this side of the fence and that side of the fence, and it, it, whoever, whoever is writing this backstage, my God, give them a raise, lock them in a closet, and don't let them go anywhere because they keep doing it right. <laughs> From what I understand, I think it's all Paul Heyman. Well, I may be at, wrong about that. That's what I've heard. As Rocky, if that's the case, as 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 weird as we've heard his backstage relationships are over the years, it's we're proving yet again that he is a genius. Should that be the case, but definitely a genius that needs boundaries. We know that. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Well, this week in all of this has left in every show, in Raw, in Dynamite, in SmackDown, they've all left me excited about the next episode, whether it's the next episode of Raw, Raw leaving to the next episode of of SmackDown, SmackDown ending on the women's stuff, what are we going to see on Raw? A, a dynamite I, I can't wait till collision gets into the mix i want to see how they play across from dynamite to collision and uh, how they build that because they are you know we we often compare a lot of people compare the two you know wwe and aew aew is an infant mm-hmm. and they're 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 getting weaned off milk right now and yep. but they're doing really 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 well to have 65, almost 70,000 tickets sold for a show that they don't have even matches for yet. I mean, they've only announced CM Punk as a part of Collision. They haven't said he's wrestling anyone at this uh, at this match at All In coming up and at Wembley Stadium. To have done that, they've exceeded, I think, where they really should be as far as how old they we- are right now. So uh, when we talk about being patient in storylines, we need to be really patient with them because they they are doing really good things they're making mistakes and i feel that they're learning from some of those i think a lot of people thought that switchblade jay white was just going to come in make a big pop and get buried he has shown anything but uh with aew he is i mean he's going to be in the main event with cm punk coming up next saturday so i'm excited about that but all that to say every one of these has led to me anticipating and excited about the next episode and the the big thing even with a three-hour show on raw all of it has left me wanting more and uh, so i'm excited about all of this and and just to build on that if you're somebody that is watching the current product uh, I'll, I'll speak more to the wwe since you uh spoke towards aew yeah if you're someone who's watching wwe right now and you are complaining about any more than one thing you're not paying attention because i would argue and this will be a very controversial statement i would argue that we are in the best season of wrestling since the attitude era and that's saying a lot because there's been a lot of great things that have happened you know in the early 2010s we got things like the elimination chamber and you know a lot of hell in a cell matches in in that time well there's been a lot of good stuff that's happened in the 2010s uh you know between now and the attitude area but from an overall booking standpoint from a 50,000 feet how is the show do i want to watch the show we are in the best season of wrestling in over a decade and I do not want to miss the opportunity to give credit to everyone 
from the back office all the way to the people in the ring. I am excited to watch wrestling right now. And it's because as a whole, the shows are good. They are intentional and they are quality. So from one guy uh, talking on a podcast, uh, you know, a guest slot on a podcast, thank you uh, to all the people that are making it happen because it's making me happy and giving me uh, an escape uh, from life one hour at a time. I'll do, and I'll do, uh, I'll agree with you and go one step further. I think in some instances, it might be better in some places than even the attitude era. I'm not yep. saying all of it. I'm just saying in some places, <laughs> nobody, nobody freaks. Boy, out. you can, you can, you, you can hear the booze <laughs> through the internet. You can right then. <laughs> so much so that I don't even want to type it. You can type them too. You can type the booze. That's fine as well. We appreciate you being here. We appreciate you chiming in, and we love it when you get involved in the show as well. So please do leave a comment. Let us know what you think of the show. Make sure you check out the website. Wrestle chat podcast.com there you can uh, check out some merchandise that we have brand new you can also check out a way for you to be with us in detroit at ford field for SummerSlam this year hurry and get that done only a couple of weeks left for you to get signed up michael it's been fun hanging out with you again this week such uh, fun shows to watch and a fun show to talk with you about here as well thanks so much for having me love being here with you appreciate it Make sure you guys follow us on Instagram, too. It's Wrestle Chat Podcast. We'll see you guys next week. You know how great your house looks and smells when it's just been cleaned? So fresh. And somehow, a clean house makes your head feel fresher, too. With a housekeeper from Care, you can reset your house and your head as often as you like for less than you think. Find a great housekeeper, set a schedule that works for you, and check cleaning off your to-do list so you can put your mind to other, more fun things. Get the housekeeping help you need at Care.com. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. Zero Foxtrot isn't just a brand. It's a way of life. Founded and operated by veterans, Zero Foxtrot's unique apparel and gear echoes the grit of the warrior culture. Zero Foxtrot dedicates itself to producing content, honoring the sacrifices of forgotten heroes of the past, and connecting history to the present. Embark on a journey with Zero Foxtrot today at ZeroFoxtrot.com. It's not merely our products. It's about the ethos that we embody. Rugged, resilient, and timeless. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.